heard about this big data breach of the credit company Equifax? Did you hear about this? This is a huge company that controls your credit information and they were hacked, but they didn't tell anyone about it for over a month, right? Well, this morning, their CEO testified at a Senate banking hearing and a woman brilliantly photobombed the whole hearing dressed as the Monopoly man. Take a look. I believe, but the... Uh... A living, breathing symbol of greed and excess <laughs> and the Monopoly man. So the guy had the uh, the top hat, the handlebar mustache, and the monocle. Yeah, and he was sitting right behind the Equifax guy. How did he get that seat? It was a woman. Yeah, it was it was a lady who did it, and uh, was doing the full on like stroking of the mustache, <laughs> constant readjusting of the monocle, like just really committed to the bit. It was great. Yeah, it's uh, the video is LOL. Do we have that posted at ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com? We certainly will in moments. So this lion sack of crap sat up there yesterday. Why various uh, Congress people um, uh, weren't as harsh on him as I was hoping. As several people said in measured tones, I wish they had been unmeasured tones. Said So you had a number of people at your company sell their stock before you all announced that you had been hacked. I find it hard to believe that's just a coincidence. And that Equifax CEO, Richard Smith, just sat there and stared at them. Like, and... Prove it, bitches. Yeah. Is there a question there? You know what that is? That is, and and I have I have as much. This bothers me as much as as uh, the way government officials. I hate the contempt government officials have for taxpayers. I hate the contempt the super connected, rich and powerful have for all the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are so stupid. Right. You you actually play by these dumb rules. Mm-hmm. No wonder you're poor and I'm rich. Right. That's that's what they think. Oh, you think uh, what I did was wrong, do you? That's interesting. Yeah. I um, can't even fake concern. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go get my expensive car and go to my expensive plane and fly back to one of my expensive houses. The IRS will pay Equifax $7.25 million to verify taxpayer identities and help prevent fraud under a no-bid contract issued last week. Even as lawmakers lashed the embattled company and their CEO, etc., etc., data breach 145.5 million Americans... At least. So is this a situation? It's obvious that those guys sold their stock because they knew it was going to tank when this news came out. Yep. But unless there's an email or a recording of a conversation, that's just, what are you going to do? I guess. I don't know enough about it. That's what I took from the hearing yesterday. Mm. I took from the hearing that there was a woman dressed as the Monopoly man stroking her mustache. (laughs) She did not pass go. She did not collect $200. You want to hear something funny? So, sure. So Bob Dylan's kind of in the news again today because there's a new Nobel uh, literature winner. And so it kind of... So uh, did I give it back? How does that work? Is it, so it, kind is of, it like the Super Bowl trophy? So it kind of redug up a year ago when everybody was kind of surprised and shocked and some people were happy and some people were angry and then Bob didn't respond for like two months. <laughs> yeah, I didn't check my email. <laughs> he didn't even respond. But <laughs> It's mostly ads. <laughs> I, I bought a shirt once from L.L. Bean. And now they email me every day. So I quit checking my email. So I, st- <laughs> so I didn't know I won the Nobel Prize. What about Twitter? You didn't see it on Twitter, Bob? You didn't? <laughs> nah, I missed it. Well, speaking of Twitter. I follow a lot of people. <laughs> speaking of Twitter, he had a Twitter account and it got hacked this past year. I hadn't oh, heard this story. Did you hear this story? Oh, no. <laughs> In December, somebody hijacked Dylan's Twitter account and tweeted the fake rumor. Just, just <laughs> tweeted from Bob, Bob Dylan's account. 
quote, rest in peace at Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Which made everybody go crazy with thinking maybe she had died or something. Oh, boy. (laughs) So you hacked some famous person's account. All the things you could do, that's what you decide to do. Rest in peace at Britney Spears. I have access to Bob Dylan's Twitter feed. What do you want to (laughs) do? Oh, that is funny. I don't like troublemakers, but I love mischief makers. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nobody's harmed. Nobody's harmed at all. And it's hilarious. You know, I do kind of like that choice. It's difficult to (laughs) explain. Well, no, it's not difficult to explain. They were high. They were smoking pot. That is so a worse smoking pot idea. Oh, oh, that reminds me. We got into Bob's Twitter. You're, we got it. What do we do now? We're in. What do you? Do something about uh, the president? Do we want to? I don't know. Uh, announce a new live. And now, why don't we, uh, dude? Why don't we like claim that? Like, I don't know. Britney Spears is dead. <laughs> dude, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. You know, some guys they get to a certain point in life, they want a trophy wife, right? Uh, I like the one I got just fine. My wife. Um. I want a young man or boy. All right. <laughs> Who can help me understand and exploit some of the, 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 the aspects, the algorithms of the Internet. I was reading about uh, fake news in the wake of the, uh, the, the awfulness in, um, in Las Vegas. And the really, really interesting part of the article wasn't really the, the fake news, although that was somewhat interesting. But... The the way they do these things, the way they flood all the social media sites to make something trend, and then you combine that with the energy of the people who actually see it, believe it, and send it on, and that snowballing effect. And these people have a fabulous grasp of it. They reverse engineer the algorithms that, say, Facebook uses. And so they know exactly how to trip its trigger, as you are, as, as if you will, uh, as it were. I got too many expressions. I'm starting to mix them up. Um, and I just, I want a lad. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> Hello, clips of the week. Um, uh, who can, who I can say, all right, listen, today what we need to do is... Um, 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 I don't know. Let's, let's claim that, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, uh, has just bought a hundred thousand head of cattle. And we will get that story to trend purely for the trollery of it. And like Sean says, the mischief of it. I don't want to hurt anybody, but God, I find it so interesting. And they're talking about how, Facebook used to have a panel of editors, but they were so obviously biased that they took it out of their hands and went with the algorithms. But now the the trolls, and some of them are just funny people, uh, a lot of them are political activists or the KGB or whatever, have now, they spend all their time and energy figuring out how to trip Facebook's trigger or uh, Twitter's or uh, or your various news sites. I just find it really interesting, and I would like to exploit it for fun and profit. Have a Republican congressman who is resigning because somehow the news came out that he tried to convince his mistress to get an abortion when he got her pregnant. Ooh. And he's a hardcore right to lifer and he's done. Computer boy, computer boy. Then you get me to trend on Facebook, computer boy. That's what I want. Megan Kelly's TV show is a disaster, according to almost everyone. Love is not an ingredient in food, according to the FDA. 
The FDA has ruled. You can't claim this was made with love. Then how do you explain how my grandma's cookies were so good? <laughs> All that stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Get this, you guys. A woman in South Dakota just set the record for the largest teddy bear collection at 8,026. She also set the record for most dates who came back to her apartment. Then remember, they have to get up early the next day. Good luck with your teddy bear. No kidding. Her. That's, it's radio. It's really early mornings. I... I gotta go. You get into her car, and she's got a whole bunch of teddy bears in the ho, back dash. Ho, ho, <laughs> Buckled in. <laughs> uh, you can't list food as an ingredient in your food, according to the... L- love. Love, I'm yeah. sorry. You can't list... L- let me read it again. Let me start completely over. Let yes. me give you that drug that erases what you just heard. You know, I took a lot of that when I was sick. I've had a number oh. of procedures where I had that drug that makes you forget it ever happened. This mm. one? Oh, that reminds me. Michael, can you make it so I can play audio? Uh, I have something for Sean, but it can wait. What were you saying about uh, love being the food that's an ingredient in food? Well, and the other thing, I find it troubling that uh, I've had maybe horrific, painful experiences, and I don't remember them. (laughs) It just bothers me. Oh, boy. It just bothers me. Yeah. I lived through it. I might have been screaming in in terror and pain, and I don't remember it. Well, imagine, for instance, good Lord, that's disturbing. It is. I mean, what if uh, you you go to that gal's apartment? She's got all those teddy bears all over the place. She says, I'm going to give you a drug that will make you forget what's about to happen. I mean, that's chilling. I wake up as a teddy bear. (laughs) And it makes you want to hear something like this. This is for you, Positive Sean. Two, three, four. It's a song about Taco Cat. <laughs> Backwards, forwards, it's all the same. Taco Cat. If you had a Taco Cat driving a race car, both of those things are anagrams. <laughs> wow. Wow, good one. Wow. Um, Rats live on no evil star is also one. I don't know why I know that. (laughs) Rats live on no evil star is the same forward (laughs) as backwards? Yep. That one's trying a bit hard. That's pretty good, T-A-C-O-C-A-T, taco cat, taco cat. So because this is what the government should be doing with their taxpayer money, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration sent a letter to a little bakery in Massachusetts. This is not even like... You know, uh, Hostess Cupcakes tried to do this, and it's a national thing. I still think it would be dumb. But this is just a bakery in a little town in Massachusetts. Sent them a letter, said that they are not allowed to list love as an ingredient in their granola. <laughs> the bakery says the complaint is silly and says that they like having love in as an ingredient, but it seems to put a smile on people's face. They kind of say, oh. But it's me. deceptive. <laughs> it's deceptive advertising. Goes against the very spirit and letter of the law. Does it tell you the percentage of your daily allotment of love that those the granola gives you? I'd imagine it's fairly small. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. You can't say it's made with granola, chocolate, cinnamon, and love. So and then have people kind of chuckle or little kids think it's cool or whatever. You can't do that. So was there a customer who bought that, ate it? Said, I don't taste the love and complained? <laughs> like, how did this really sick to my stomach? And I, I threw up yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, it's just maddening. 
It's just dumb. So much for my plans to open up the whole lot of love bakeries with Robert Plant. <laughs> we'd uh, <laughs> we copyrighted the name. We'd filed all the papers. <laughs> Got the website, everything. Come on, Michael. Where's my audio? Come on. Come on. Oh, I love that stuff. That's good stuff, isn't it? So uh, evidently there's a human being who's so objectionable even Florida doesn't want him, and that would be one Orenthal James Simpson. Who's out? The Oh, Juice, you're out, Juice. <laughs> I, I hear you want to go to Florida, Juice. Florida's a nice juice. The grandstanding attorney general of Florida, one, one Pam Bondi, we saw her at the uh, the convention, the Republican convention. Attractive gal. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Quite the head of blonde hair, shapely, etc. She's a, a rising rock star in the stupid, stupid politics of America. I actually found her speech to be quite effective, and I thought, wow, she's she's an up-and-comer. But... Um, uh, and and who can who can blame her for not wanting OJ kicking around in her state? But she says <clears throat> in a statement, Floridians are well aware of Mr. Simpson's background, his wanton disregard for the lives of others, and of his scofflaw attitude res- with respect to the heinous acts for which he has been found civil- civilly liable. Uh, the specter of his residing in Florida should not be an option. Our state should not become a country club for this convicted criminal. Is that constitutional? Can a state ban a person who has served their time? Well, doesn't I, seem like it ought to be. My initial reaction was that it was absolutely ludicrous. But um, she cited a state law that she says allows Florida to deny relocation permission to out-of-state parolees. She said if the state corrections department finds Simpson is allowed to relocate then he should be subject to, quote, the most stringent and secure conditions of supervision, including a ban on alcohol and drugs, restricted travel, electronic monitoring, reporting to a parole officer in person. Uh, As a Florida taxpayer, I'm not paying for that supervision of O.J. Simpson. He's of no danger to society as long as you're not dating him. Don't date O.J. Simpson. Everybody will be fine. Well, OJ's really strange-looking attorney, and I don't go after people's appearances like Jack sometimes does. I can't even look at the guy. His he just his head freaks me out. He's just, <laughs> I got to see this. Now. Well, it, take a look at this guy and tell me: Does that guy not weird you out? That's a freaky head. His glassy eyes, his giant head. He looks uh, like my pug. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. He uh, blasted the attorney general, Ms. Bondi, on Monday. Calling her a stupid bitch. I probably should have warned you. There's some harsh language coming Did up, Did he folks. really? Oh, and nice job, Possibly OJ. the stupidest person on the planet, and she should F off. Wow. Good good job, OJ. Any attempt to try to keep a low profile and oh, not, not come off as a crazy person, hire that guy to be your lawyer who will say that. What a complete stupid biatch. F her, he responded. <laughs> wow. Oh, there goes the high road. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the whole uh, respect for women thing, uh, mm, er, uh, let's let's go ahead and reinforce that. Says uh, Ms. Bondi, the specter of his residing in comfort in Florida should not be an option. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, Is that just a Florida thing? Could every state do that and then he wouldn't be able to live anywhere? Which certainly can't be constitutional. No, no. Once you've done your time, no. Well, 
Anyway, we'll see how this one comes out. I kind of would like O.J. to just go away and die in obscurity at this point. Mm -hmm. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a good time. I don't think he's going to have a fun life. (laughs) That would be Ross from Friends, everybody. (laughs) Juice! (laughs) Juice! Playing the Kardashian patriarch. Juice! Some, it's like you're not the juice anymore. So I'm looking up at the Today Show where they're doing a story, new focus on hotel security. Push to scan you and your bags at check-in. No, there's no, not. No, there's not. No, there's not. You're just pretending. You're making... A, well, it's it's literally fake news. There is no push going on for hotels to start scanning bags at check-in. It will never happen. If you think about it for 30 seconds, you understand why. It would just be undoable from a cost and manpower perspective. And well, how so those blanking are not, long but, do you have to wait in line to, to check in at some places already? Oh, well, yeah. But thank you, Today oh. Show, for pretending that this is, exists. Well, it could be real, but I'll go downstairs and push on this building, and it will have every bit the effect of the so-called push for bag screening at hotels. And I, I reject the notion silly. that this was somehow the fault of faulty security. Like, the, the security guard at the Inlaid Bay, from what I've heard, is did awesome work. Well, he did heroic stuff. Well, there, there's so many reasons this wouldn't work. If you've ever been to one of these giant casinos, you can enter like 50 different places that are like a mile from each other. Right. And unless you're going to restrict it to an entrance, which would be a nightmare for a hotel that has 3,000 rooms, it'd be impossible to do. And if I happen to be a psychopathic killer, I would recognize that that is what happens, and I would find a different way. Right. Or you start using hotels that don't do this security, which would have to be a lot of, because not every hotel in America is going to do it. And listen, I don't want to be unsympathetic to people who are horrified no. and want to prevent no, this sort of thing. No, absolutely not. But if the guy had climbed up to, uh, to a high room in an office building... What are we going to demand uh, metal detectors in every office building now? But not or if hotels. It had been a grain elevator, exactly. Grain elevators, not hotels or office buildings. I could go on, but I think you get the point. Yeah. Well, that gets to the whole um, that author we had on earlier. That's the way we've been doing terrorism TSA thing after an attack. Okay, somebody tried to light their shoe on tire fire. Now you got to take your shoes off. If they had tried to light their hat on fire, then you take your hat off, I guess. But you leave your shoes on. ladies. (laughs) But then we'd all be still leaving our shoes on. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's it's funny. Until somebody uses their shoes. People have a desperate need to feel like we're doing something, like they're doing something. They're in favor of something. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's wisdom, apathy. Uh, Well, it's certainly not apathy, uh, speaking for myself. I'm not going to advocate doing something completely unworkable for the emotional, uh, you know, charge it gives me. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems dumb. Yep. But. It is dumb. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, police are checking out those reports. The Vegas shooter was plotting other attacks. They have now moved into high gear. Jack Armstrong's specific Equifax reform demands gaining traction in the U.S. Senate and how your smartphone is upsetting you constantly. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I believe that. So your idea is being entertained by the Senate. Congratulations. I know how long you've worked on this. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we've got a Marshall's News. Did I already do how many Kevins there are on TV? I did that, right? Okay. Uh, Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Let's jump into the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Chicago police are acting on reports that the Vegas gunman booked rooms at a hotel during last summer's Lollapalooza Music Festival near Grant Park. TMZ is reporting he reserved a couple of rooms at the Blackstone Hotel in August that had a clear view of the concert stages, but he never showed up. A Chicago police spokesman says, quote, they're aware of the media reports and they've been in communication with the feds. So they are acting on that earlier TMZ report from this morning. That is just amazing. The amount of thought, time, effort and expense he put into this horrifying plot. And why didn't he show up to the various right hotels and festivals that he had booked in the past? Why wouldn't you just cancel the room? I mean, if you're not going to go, that's just a wow. Well, we'll never know. Meanwhile, the FBI director, deputy director, Andrew McCabe, is saying he's surprised investigators haven't been able to uncover more information about the shooter. He led such a low-key private life, nobody seemed to know him very well at all. Las Vegas Sheriff Joseph Lombardo. What we know is Stephen Paddock is a man who spent decades acquiring weapons and ammo and living a secret life, much of which will never be fully understood. Hello. And the sheriff does not think he was acting alone. you got to make the assumption there, he had to have some help at some point. Given the large number of weapons he had, the explosive materials found in his car, as well as his meticulous attack plan. Yeah, yeah but what why? do you mean by help? Well, and, and do you mean, like, witting or unwitting help? I mean, I could easily picture, you know, do you mean, can you help me carry this to my car? Or, or like, a, a, a co-conspirator? I don't. I don't see why he needed any help in gathering those guns over the years. Um, I don't understand why he needed help. I don't quite get it. Yep. And he and the sheriff is not really explaining much more than what he just said in those short statements at this point. Yeah. If a guy is is fairly bright and completely determined to do something this unthinkable, uh, I could I could see it doing it solo. But... He set up all those cameras, right. put the do not disturb sign on his door when he first got there, and right. just nobody went in his room. Following the Equifax data breach, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio is demanding the companies immediately inform consumers when their data is compromised. Yeah, well, that's clearly got to happen. This whole, you get to get your act together before right. you let me know, I've or got or a problem. sell your stock. Yeah, it's just obviously uncool. The Florida Republican writing to the Securities and Exchange Commission saying that the SEC needs to require companies to promptly disclose significant hacks that make Americans vulnerable to identity theft. Pretty clearly true. All right. Netflix is in Little Marco. I never seen anybody drink so much. (laughs) Bing, 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 bang, bing. Netflix increasing the monthly charge for some of its streaming plans starting today. The company's subscription page shows the $9.99 a month HD plan's been raised by a buck. The 4K... It's going to stink. how they get you. (laughs) The 4K streaming plan's been increased $2 to $13.99 a month. You can stream 4K content on Netflix? Yep. Yep. I don't know. How much data is that? Can and do. Really? You have a 4K TV? Yeah. How do you like it? Oh, it's fantastic. I've spent roughly three minutes watching 4K content. <laughs> oh, really? There isn't much. Yeah. There is some. You know, they have some yeah. 
they have some stuff that's fun. Uh, I just I don't have that much time to just sit there and wonderment at say tropical rainforest scenes. But like NFL games aren't in 4K. Not that I'm aware of. TV shows you're watching aren't in 4K. Not because you need every step in the chain has to be 4K mm-hmm. from the cameras to the processing to you know etc. And get ready for this. One. I said etc. because I don't know what else there would be. <laughs> I tried to make it seem like I knew so much that I I didn't want to burden you with all my knowledge. You had me fooled. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> uh, get ready for this one. Science says your smartphone is upsetting you. Now, you may think your smartphone is there to make you happy all the time, but British researchers have found nearly a third of notifications from your smartphone trigger negative emotions. Well, true that. Making you feel more hostile, upset, nervous, afraid, and ashamed than you were ashamed. before. Ashamed? Yes. I woke up hostile, nervous, and ashamed, so... I don't know how often I get a text that I feel ashamed after, but... Anyway, they uh, they trigger all these uh, negative emotions throughout the day from uh, the notifications you're getting. The type of notification that had these kind of impacts are those often related to work, phone updates, and Wi-Fi availability. They were the most likely to cause you bad moods. Well, it's like a lot of bad habits I've had in my life. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll make a new rule, I'll beat it down, I'll have it under control for a while, and then it creeps back in to where I'm doing it too much again, like looking at my phone, and then I bat it back down again for a while. Well, Like eating junk food or whatever else. Uh, it's better not batting it oh, yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Notific- Do you ever wake up in the morning? Seriously. Now, and one of the first things you, I well I'll just uh, one of the first things I think sometimes when I wake up was is there anything I should be ashamed of from yesterday? <laughs> How weird is that? I don't I don't I don't think that no. Like wow. in terms of something you need to like yeah. make amends for or apologize for or just kind of your own Yeah. Yeah, kind of was I an ass at any point yesterday? <laughs> yes. That's probably, <laughs> something, <laughs> probably something we should all take a look at on a regular basis. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just a good thing to do. I, I, don't know. Uh, I do have to confess, there have been some days when I was fueled by the grape, I wake up the next morning to say, Err? No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just waking up thinking, did I remember to be nice, Joe, or did I go a little dark? I, You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. And then things start coming back to you. Oh, right, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's right. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't run into them again. <laughs> Probably ought to uh, drop them a text. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay to get that fixed. Yeah. Uh, My kids like this song from the movie Sing. Uh, the Petering Out's coming up in just a few minutes. That's, when we ease out of the show. We don't want to overdo it. I don't like songs about dancing. I think it's cheating. If you want to dance to a song because it's good, go ahead. But songs about dancing is cheating. Hmm. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Kelly's TV show continues to have critics hating it. Of course, all those critics hated her before she showed up. But, yeah, see, um, that's so, so much of it's so knee-jerky. I, but, I, you know, I want to keep an open mind. But she's not getting many people tuning in. Getting a lot fewer people tuning in than a, people with a lot lower price tag uh, on other networks and her own network. We'll see how that turns out. And also, I hadn't heard about this movie, Last Flag Flying. It is not a comedy. It's a serious movie. And uh, Stephen Carell, Oscar Buzz. Steve Carell, yeah, in a serious role, which he's done before. But. 
I'm uh, thinking of moving to Hollywood, becoming an agent, and renaming myself Oscar Buzz. <laughs> How do you think that'd work out, Shawnee? You think that'd go well? I think it would. Something about the funeral of his uh, son who was killed as a soldier in Iraq oh, good is what Lord. the movie's about. And he's a super serious movie. And wow. Wow. Could, could bring him an Oscar salute. Interesting. He's a good actor. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was getting some buzz. I forget the name of the film about the Olympic wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of buzz oh, for that role, too. Yeah. I wanted to watch that. Yeah. Really good movie. They, you know, a lot of times with these things based on where they play some liberties to kind of ease the storytelling thing. But sure. if you get past that, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. So they did a study of 20s, uh, people in their 20s. What are your biggest complaints about life today? Your biggest problems you've got in your life. Huh. They asked people in their 20s. And then they went and asked people uh, who are in their 50s, what were your biggest complaints 20 years ago? Now, so this is a little unfair in that you might be misremembering what your biggest concerns were when you were in your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. You might be uh, shading it toward. uh, But anyway, here are the top five gripes of young adults today. Number one, having to wait in the house all day for delivery because there isn't a specific time slot. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) You know, fair enough. Number two, forgetting your login passwords. That one I effing hate. (laughs) Uh, Number three, leaving your phone at home. Number four, no free Wi-Fi at a hotel. (laughs) And number five, the buffering problem when you're trying to stream something online. Here's what older adults said what they were worrying about in 1997. Number one, having a happy relationship. Number two, earning enough money to pay rent and bills. Number three, whether they could afford a vacation. Number four, saving for their first home. And five, really, when they got photos developed and most of them were overexposed. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) If you ask me about my concerns from 1997, I wouldn't have have made my top 1,000. I really remember I was really worried my photos would come back overexposed. That happened a lot. I tell you what, I was up all last night, honey. Just thinking about those photos. So this consumer behavioral psychologist who looked at the results of this said we're instinctively hardwired to look for problems. While we used to fret over rent and job security, our concerns have transmuted into more fickle problems today. Okay. I'm so I not sure I'm buying it. It's an attempt to say that young people today are shallow while older and people were, were so you know deep and uh, morally superior, I guess, except for the photos thing, which well, is pretty dumb. <laughs> or just took on more of the weight of life younger. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that is debatable, honestly, on a, on averages, in terms of averages. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, I don't know if one's better than the other. I was uh, informed by a couple the other day, and this gets to how times have changed, or views have changed on that, how... Um, they met and got married when they were freshmen in college, and they're not going to tell their kids about that because they'd be horrified if their children did that, even though they're <laughs> happily married and have kids. It's an odd parenting technique, but, you know, let them raise their own kids like I raised mine. But but well, but how about the other part of it, though? Would you be you'd be pretty concerned if you're. 19-year-old says we're getting married. You'd think, oh, well, mm, okay. Depends. Yeah. I mean, there would be, absolutely, there would be concern, but there, there's always concern when your kids announce that they're going to get married or in a permanent relationship. You don't think there would be more concern than if they were 29 or 39? No. Really? Honestly. Okay. No. Partly because we got married young. It, enti- it depends entirely on the person. 
I mean, if they're just devoted to each other, treat each other well, they're they're a caring person, they seem to be uh, morally upstanding, I would be surprised, but I don't think I'd be especially concerned. Would you at all caution against the decisions of youth or anything like that? Or I, I would... Uh, I would find a way to communicate the thought that let's make sure this isn't infatuation or being in love with being in love. Um, let's make sure we've thought this through. But... How about you get a puppy and see if you can keep that alive for six months <laughs> first? <laughs> My bonsai tree died. I was very sad about that. <laughs> exactly. They're supposed to be easy to take care of. I couldn't do it. Not easy enough. Yeah. I got a text from my uh, niece yesterday. Who's was a freshman in college. She's 18, I believe. But anyway, she uh, they have transgender bath. They have the, the, the what'd she call it? Gender fluid bathrooms at the university she's attending. And she said Not gender solids bathrooms. She said she walked into a, a bathroom and it took her a while to figure out those were urinals. She'd never seen one before. <laughs> oh, my sheltered life. And she was uh, somewhat bothered by that. And, uh, yeah, I, I said, yeah, you know, most women have gone through their entire lives without ever seeing a urinal. That's a shame. Or wondering what and it is. Shocking. Is it a shame? Because if there's a urinal, there's, there's a chance you're going to see random junk. I mean, that's a possibility. And that's the best <laughs> what, technology. Do you keep we... it out to go wash your fans or what? Imagine what their reaction would be to the trough. Yeah. I mean, trough. That, that, the yeah, trough that's... is, is sub-civilization. Uncivilized. Isn't isn't it? Yes. Even if the guy's got his back to you, he's at the urinal. Isn't that just like a little too close to some woman walking past? That just I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think that's people good. should be bearing their genitals in the same room. Right. That's what I'm unless saying. they plan to uh, you know uh, have an act of love within the bonds of marriage. I'm gonna have to retract the invitation to my party I gave to you, Joe, because that's kind of a theme. <laughs> well, I will bearing not be our attending. genitals to each other. Yeah, I sick. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm old-fashioned or dumb or whatever, but I don't want my uh, 18-year-old girl walking in a, a, a room where there's men standing there, wang out at the urinal. I don't want that. Well, and here, you walk into this tiny little room, this completely unsecure room within a room, uh, and pull down your pants. I don't think anything's necessarily going to happen. I don't think you're, like, overcome by lust in those situations and can't no. control yourself. But well, not necessarily, just, you know. Just you try weird. to minimize the chances. It's just weird, isn't it? Yes. Yes. No societies where they like poop in the dirt. Do they do they have separate places for each other or do they commingle? Because I'm thinking it's a natural human tendency to so like separate like, those things. Absent mindedly are what you're looking at your phone, you walk into the girl's dirt, they'll Ow! Yeah. I don't actually know that. Maybe I'll research that today. Let's hear our guest announcer for the day. And now Final thoughts from Armstrong and Getty. That's the Monopoly man who was at that hearing yesterday. <laughs> it is. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, in my day, there was no internet porn. You had to squint your eyes through a scrambled cable signal, and maybe you'd be lucky to see a boob. 20-year-olds have no idea how good they have it today. Stop complaining. That's a good lesson, Michael. You'll make a fine, weird uncle someday. <laughs> Positive Sean, your final thought? Yeah, I mistakenly referred to things like Taco Cat and Rats Live on No Evil Star as an anagram earlier that is incorrect. They are palindromes. As a penance, I will offer you these anagrams of my name, Sean Thomas. Shaman Toes, Shame at Son, Ahem Ass Not, Satan Holmes, Asthma Ones. <laughs> that is some good atoning. Marshall Phillips, final thought. I have found the holy grail to guide my future financial investing. I am in possession of a map 
of the luckiest lotto stores in the West. Oh, boy. <laughs> that means road trips starting this weekend. The luckiest lotto stores. Right there. That's that was fantastic. the last day anyone ever saw Marshall Phillips. That's awesome. Hashtag stupid tax. Jack, do you have a final <laughs> thought for us? I feel like it's going to happen in the next 24 hours. Some giant nugget of information is going to come out about this scumbag doofus that makes some of it come together. Something. I just feel like it's got to happen. My final thought is actually cribbed from uh, W from Carmel Valley. All the liberal Hollywood celebrities and execs that want to ban guns in society, treat them like you treat tobacco in movies. Take all the guns and gunfire out of movies. Willing to do that, my friends? No, you're not. And are you willing to not have armed security everywhere you go for a lot of you? Oh, they get to have guns. The people you hire to secure you get to have guns. But I don't get to. Okay. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We have a lot of good links and clicks for you there. The website is less sucky than it used to be. Check it out. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. She also set the record for most dates who came back to her apartment, then remember they have to get up early the next day. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.